Welcome to Old Brother, the podcast about Salford slash Manchester's legendary and much-missed musical institution, The Fall. Each week we invite on a guest to chat about their experiences and memories of the group. You can find us at all the usual suspects, of course, but we're hosted at play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash Old Brother. Episode 3 of Series 2 sees us chatting to Steve Pringle, author of the upcoming You Must Get Them All, a new book which promises to be the definitive guide to The Fall's recorded output. The interview was conducted live at Louder Than Words, the wonderful Manchester Literary Festival that celebrates oral, written and published words associated with the music industry. The interview was conducted in November 2021 and we had a great time. Hope you enjoy it. Good evening, Good evening everybody. Good evening. Uh, welcome to this live edition of uh, the Old Brother podcast with me, Paul Huntley, and my brother Steve, who was... All for. He, he, he pretends I, it's twenty. It was only nineteen. I say twenty. I know you do. I just said that. Well, I was. I count the year as a roadie. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. We, we, we had this we had this conversation before about uh, touch sensitive. I was in the room when it was written. Yeah. I, I always say, well, Elton John's cleaner doesn't get a credit on candling the wind, does she? Yeah, but she she, she, she won't play in the bass. Though, no. <laughs> Anyway, so as good as she was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, we're delighted this evening to welcome the guest, Mr. Steve Pringle. Um, with what we're doing this year, we're doing Christmas episodes. So we did Johnny Walker the first week, yeah. Sylvester McCoy the second week, big, big Paul good. fan, uh, yeah. and this week we've got Mr. Steve Pringle. So if you can think of any Anymore. others, just let us know. <laughs> have you been thinking of that all? all this I, have, yeah. I have done. I tell you, I have done a ridiculous amount of research on that. I was thinking, what other ones are there? I mean, obviously Smith. That's not going to work. But um, then Seabrooks, I thought there must be a famous person called Seabrook. If you go on Google and look at Seabrook, there are ninety-seven pages about the crisps. There isn't one. I don't think it's a real surname. I don't think. But anyway, we digress. Well, well, I used to be a teacher for 20 years, and that's one of the reasons I stopped, was teenagers asking you, what's your favourite flavour, sir? Uh, brilliant. Anyway, so here we are. <laughs> so, right, the first question I was going to ask you is about when, uh, well, obviously, we, we, I should make clear, you've got a book coming out. Uh, yes, um, it's not out yet. At some point in the, in the new year, um, the, the final version is with Ian at the moment for his. Uh, for his he'll, edit. Rip it, he'll rip it to bits. Um, but it's uh, yeah. how many words? Is it? it's, it's, how many words was it? Uh, well, it's just short of one hundred and ninety thousand oh, words. So it's a lot quite less. A stop, but I don't really say how you could have done it in less because it's it's called "You Must mm. Get Them All." Yeah. Um, after the famous uh, John Peel quote, and it is literally that. It 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 is about all. It's framed around the thirty-two albums. Or 31, if you're a Slates, is an EP fanatic. I'm not going to get into that. It's an album. Debate now. Yes. Well. Um, uh, and, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a big story. It's a complex story. It's a wonderful story. And it needs a lot of words to do it justice. So when it, when it does come out, and it'll hopefully be on a table for you here next year, it'll be quite the heavy tome, I think. It'll drop it on your foot, I think, yeah. would be the... All right, okay. So when did, when did you get into The Fall, then? Um, right. So it's a, a slightly complicated story. And it's been interesting. Some of the stuff I've done online, because I've done blogs, I've done a radio show... There's lots of different ways people find into, into the fall. Um, yeah. One of the most common ones is the sort of the Dam- Damascene conversion. So I heard New Puritan on John Peel and my life was never the same again mm. and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I first, uh, the first fall I heard was uh, Wonderful and Frightening World. Um, right. A friend of mine who's in my tutor group, um, uh, she was given a uh, tape by her boyfriend. So uh, what, what, what year was this? Was it new then? No. Uh, yes, this was 1984, so I'd be 15. Right. Um, and uh, she gave me this tape. She had a, an older boyfriend who was a student who'd made her a, a tape, as, as young men are want to do for the young ladies yeah, that, they, yeah. that they like. Um, and it had Wonderful and Frightening on one side, and she passed it to me one, one uh, morning in form time and said, this is too weird for me, you might like it. Um, because not that I was into obscure indie music at the time, actually, but my trajectory had been, you know, I was born in 69, so I, I bought, started buying records about 79. I bought, you know, Cars, Gary Newman, Oliver's Army, you know, that, that sort of era of things. So when you say Cars, Gary Newman, do you mean Rick O'Kasek and Gary Newman, or do you mean Cars by Gary Newman? Cars by oh, Gary right. Newman. Okay. Okay. Well, probably obvious, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that sort of thing, you know, hit me with your rhythm stick. It was okay. that sort of era. And then I have to say, around 1980, I don't know how many of you remember the Nawabam or New Wave of British Heavy Metal. Oh, I do, yeah, yeah. And I went, went through a phase, yeah, yeah, Saxon, Iron Maiden and the older stuff, Deep Purple, all the rest of it. Uh, and then I went into a bit of a prog phase, so Yes and Genesis and all it that was, sort of It was stuff. big, wasn't it, in the early 80s, prog, wasn't it? You must have been the only person in the country. Well, I, I then went into a very big Marillion phase. Um, mm. I know, I still... 
I knew that would have get some got, groans around the end. So is this, is this... Have they got enough to make... Play, a, play a, or post-fish? Uh, oh, oh, pre-fish. Pre-fish. Don't, 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 don't do post-fish, Marillion, obviously. <laughs> could see nodding heads. That'd be yeah, sad, wouldn't it, yeah, if it was post-fish, Marillion? So, I think I had a reputation with Piers for liking weird music, but not weird as... You were right, yeah, 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 but, yeah. But weird compared to the chart stuff and what I'm about. So, hadn't she gave it to me? And I, from the very beginning, lay on the land, um, the bit where, you know, you get that really weird opening and then it all clatters in and, yeah. and your mm. bass line sort of leaps up and down. Um, I was just hooked on it from then. And in fact, I'd, I'd recently got, you know, back in the day when you used to have hi-fis with, they were about so tall, with a smoked glass yes. door in front Ooh, of the space gosh. bottom for your record. Flash. Well, not only was what it flash, was it? a Hitachi, I think, Ooh, but it had, a double, it had a double cassette player. Oh, you could do which, tape to Which tape, were yeah. all the rage. So I actually taped... I can't remember what was on the other side of this tape, but I actually taped Wonderful and Frightening onto another tape, then taped it back onto it, so it was on both sides. But one side must have been a bit hissy because it was like a fourth-generation copy of it. But yeah, Because you couldn't wait to hear it again for it to rewind. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like, life's too short to be rewinding tapes. You know what I mean? so, <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, in the, in the late 80s, I bought everything the day it came out, you know, and I went back and I bought um, Grotesque, I bought Slates, which is an album, as you say, Paul, obviously. It is an album. Um, and, and got into that. And then, um, and I don't, I'm not alone in this, I sort of lost contact um, with The Fall a bit in the 90s. Yeah, me too. Partly, well, yeah. <laughs> me, slightly, me, slightly a lot, me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, partly for musical reasons. I, I come to appreciate it now going back, but um, the, the sort of the, the shift work code selfish era at the time wasn't for me. Um, but it was personal reasons as well. I got married, I had kids, I was, you know, getting I'm gonna, promoted I'm going to stick my neck out here. Is your on. wife not a fall fan? Uh, well, which are you talking about? My ex-wife or my? Oh, my I thought my foot in there. I'm No. What was on the divorce paper? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who got the fall records? In the- <laughs> um, she she didn't appreciate. Uh, this is the, the my first wife at the time, the mother of my kids. She didn't particularly appreciate the fall, but she didn't appreciate much of my music. My current wife and those who've read any of my blogs and have listened to the radio show will know my my current wife Kirsty, who will be listening to this, um, considers the fall to be the worst band ever. Hello, um, hello Kirsty. And uh, I, I, even before pandemic, I work at home quite a bit, and she would quite frequently come home, and I'd have the, the, the fall on, and she'd come in, put her bag down, and say, what is this shit? Yeah. I, can, I cannot fathom what that must be like to have a wife who doesn't like the fall. That must be she so must, bad. Uh, she must well, have stopped asking, though, eventually. So. <laughs> uh, I, I, I had discovered online that there is, there is a sort of a small community of us out there who have, have similar issues with spouses. And a, a few people have suggested setting up a support group uh, for the wives, I think, as much as for, the, uh, uh, for that. No, but she has been on one of my radio shows. I did, we did, I did play five songs to her, and she gave her considered reaction. That, to was, that was quite the uh, task. Which five songs did you play? Um, oh, and no, I knew you'd, you'd have to play them. We did, we did Totally Wired. Um, you know, we stuck to some fairly poppy ones to begin oh, yeah. with. And, yeah, she was, she was okay. I think she liked Totally Wired the best. Um, but yeah, I like she, her already. We're, we're going to do uh, we're going to do another one and try her on something a little bit more challenging. So we'll get her on to Hurricane Edward and all that sort of stuff later on. So you, you, you're not happily married. <laughs> you try to get rid of her. <laughs> I'm very happily very happily married, I should say. Um, but she still hates the fall. I'm yeah, afraid. Yeah, Sorry. Okay. Right. So you start. You mentioned it. You started off with the falling fives, which was a blog, was it? Yeah. Well, what well, it was, what, yeah. what happened was, like I say, lost touch a bit in the '90s, yeah. and lots of stuff came out. And then I read Dave Simpson's article in the Guardian that piqued my interest a bit. Yeah. But then um, I was bought the book, The Fallen, and I, and I read the as, as I read through The Fallen, I thought, God, there are a lot of fall albums I've never even heard of, you know, because I've lost track and mm-hmm. and you know they were in and out of. I mean, you had that bit, didn't you, around the time of John Peel's death, where there was a bit of um, an upsurge mm-hmm. in publicity and so on, and uh, um, but no, I'd missed out. So, so I basically worked my way back through it. Right. Um, and then about, oh, it must be about five years ago now, I'd always had an ambition to, to be a music writer. Right. Um, when I was asked, when I was a, you were a young man, I always used to say, oh, I just want John Peel's job when he's finished. So I right. wanted to, to write about or to talk about music, just something. And, um, you know, children and career and stuff just got in the way of it. So I was aware that there was still quite a lot of the Falls Back catalogue that I didn't know because there's lots of interesting side alleys and nooks and crannies and strange B-sides and things off compilations and, and all that sort of stuff. So I sort of sussed out there were 525. I mean, you could argue about the figure endlessly, and if, if, if Dan was here, he'd probably argue with us about 525 songs? Yes. Right, okay. I mean, there's ones I didn't include, like, you know, 1969 uh, by the Stooges, the band covered once, but I didn't include that. So you could, you could oh, argue Oh, right, so you're all. not talking about recorded now. You're talking about 525 songs of all I've ever played. Uh, 
Well, so, some. It's a bit more complicated than that. But yes, <laughs> as things always are with the fall, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a bit more complicated. But that was the figure I came at. So brand new Cadillac's in, is it? Uh, yes. Right, yes. okay. So, um, so I thought it was quite neat there was 525. So my original idea was five a day because of, you know, the big campaign with yeah. all the eat healthily and all the rest of it. Then I thought writing about five, song, five full songs every day for 105 days sounds like uh, a path into insanity yeah, as much yeah. as anything else. So I abandoned that, so it just became the fives. I stuck them in a random number generator and just reviewed them as I did them. And I, I travel a lot with work, um, and so I'd put the five on a memory stick, stick them in the car and just listen through on the loop and then write right. it up. And it was a really good way of, of um, you know, uh, re-engaging with some songs I hadn't heard for a while, but also discovering some of the things I didn't know. And I started doing this blog, and it was getting, you know, 100, 120 people. And then somebody stuck it on the, the Mighty Four group on Facebook, yeah. and the numbers shot up, um, and it became very popular. Well, I, think and when it, I, got, I think it was when I retweeted it. I think well, it obviously, helpful. yes, yes, <laughs> of course. Um, and, you know, I have to thank, you know, all the way through all of this, uh, both yourselves, uh, Cy, a number yeah. of ex-Full members have been really generous um, with, their, with their time, retweeted things, recording things, mm -hmm. and, and all that sort of stuff. So I'm really, really grateful for that, and that... There's a lot of that that informs, you know, what's in the, what's in the book. Well, it's um, kind of mutual, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because, definitely. Yeah, really. But, yeah, but yeah. I'm going. To, what I want to get onto there. So you went from that, then you went onto you must get them all the blog. Yes. So I get in towards the end and thinking, well, I don't want to stop doing this. I really, really enjoy right. this. So I did the epilogue of all about you know Mark's death and the end of the end of the fall and everything. And it, it occurred to me that um, you know through that I'd bought you know your three books and, and, and various other things. But the only one that actually went through the full step-by-step -step as a history was Simon Ford's book, yeah. Hit Priest. Um, it's actually quite hard to get a hold of now. It's going to set you back sort of 30, 40 quid if yeah. you want a copy of it. Um, and that stops in 2001. Yeah. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's, that's you know, nearly another 20 years missing. Um, so I thought nobody's really done this. Nobody's actually gone through the whole thing. Yeah. And I thought, you know, there's lots of famous stories I know there's, there's some bits that I'm a bit dark about what happened in which years, in what order they happened. And there's also... As an ex-member band... Have you heard the one with me and Simon? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, did, we did one of the episodes with Simon and Steve, and it was like, what was that man? We were never in New Zealand. We were in New Zealand for two weeks. No, we weren't. We never went. Yes, we did. It's a whole an hour and a half. And he, he, talk, he, uh, he talks about this studio that was owned by Deacon Blue. At one stage, it's in London. Next week it's in Glasgow. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mobile studio. Sorry. No, well, I, I don't think Steve is alone in full members of perhaps not always having the clearest picture of what happened in, in what order. Well, it's um, an interesting thing, that, because you don't, you don't think yeah. I must remember all this because no. people are still going to be sat in a room in well, this is 2021 it. talking about Absolutely, yeah. that yeah. time we supported yeah. Iggy Pop in, or whatever. You know, uh, it's an amazing thing, isn't it? Yeah, so, so I was trying to sort of get to the bottom of, of the story, if you like, and tell yeah. the whole story, because it's an amazing, complex and, and wonderful story. Um, and there's lots, I mean, there's lots of stories that probably aren't true. There's lots of things you hear about that, you know, are a bit apocryphal. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that get misquoted. Um, I mean, the, the Granny on Bongos thing in particular, which is not a line I that, that I like. Well, I'm not surprised that you too. do, and I think it does, the way it, you know, it lazily got trotted out in a lot of the... I mean, there were some quite thoughtful obituaries of Mark, but a lot of them trotted out some really yeah. obvious stuff with the granny on bongos. He fired loads of people, which he didn't, because if you look at the, yeah. the list, you know, far more people walked out than, than yeah. were fired. You only, you know... Why are you laughing? I, I, suppose, I, suppose they, um, I suppose they might have argued for constructive dismissal on occasions. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but if you look, the number of firings is actually quite small. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's all these myths out there. So it was... It was it was nice to try and challenge some of those. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's what the book is. It's just an attempt to, to, to tell the story because it, it occurred to me that nobody had tried to do it yeah. all the way through. And you must get them all. I mean, it, it, it seems the most appropriate, a number of quotations you could have picked, but it just seemed the most appropriate one from the biggest fan. Yeah. Um, and somebody it's played, you know, a true though. role. <laughs> no, well, well, no, well. well, well. It's a, a yeah. whether you must get them. Well, it, that's, that's, yeah, it's an interesting question because he does specifically, because if you could argue he meant the studio albums, and right. I don't think anybody would argue with that who, who likes the fall. Oh, I don't no. know. But no, he does. a couple of those. Yeah, well. They're not, they're not exactly essential. Um, no names, I'm not going to mention Okay, them. okay. Um, but he does specifically say something about, you know, even live in Nova Scotia 1984 and all the rest of it. And... No, I wouldn't we never advise. Nova Scotia, <laughs> no, no, <is> it? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
That's my fondest memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I know I wouldn't recommend every, anybody, for example, invests in all of the live albums, particularly the sort of 25 or so that have come out in the last yeah. few years, which are just sort of medium quality bootlegs. Well, that, you say uh, medium quality. The one I was that one live in Stratford, 1977. It sounds like it's recorded by someone waiting for a bus outside the venue, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, mean, that's, I mean, that's been out quite a while now. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, the, I mean, the version of Louis Louis at the end, I mean, it sounds like... Mark's that's actually, John the Postman. Yeah, yeah, his yeah, soul, isn't it? yeah. I mean, it sounds like somebody's actually trying to ingest the microphone. At that point. <laughs> well, that's I mean, the way it always sounded like. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's 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 a bit grim. But no, it's actually not so much that because Live seventy seven, whilst the, I mean the recording quality is shocking, it is quite an interesting historical yeah. document. So yes. you've got them, um, Mark and Martin, talking about the spitting and the chucking of beer. You know, in yeah. between songs, you've got Tony Friel announcing his departure. So it's it's interesting historical document. Yes. Um, I'm more talking about, and I'm sure lots of people here know the ones I mean. These this set of ten and all these different, you know, random live albums that have come out, which are really shoddy or uninformative shoddy, yeah. Um, yeah. sleeve notes, and and you know mm. all the rest of it. Uh, and I, I haven't bought all of those, so you know I'm not going to. Well, that. I mean, that was one thing Mark said with it. It's like Elvis, you know. There's a lot. If the people, no one's if you know, you to buy it, if you yeah, know, yeah. you know yeah. which are the good ones, but then. Yeah. I'm not so sure there isn't a certain people who feel beholden to buy a lot of records. Whether you, are you exploiting those people by putting more and more stuff out? I don't know. Because it's not just a fall. Well, you know, you put no, the no, album back no. out again with one extra track. The people go out and buy it again. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think most of the fall reissues have been worth the money. I mean, the Ben Sinister one, for example, yes. is definitely is definitely worth anybody's money to hear. Mm-hmm. Not just the bonuses, but but the diff, you know the, the the sounds completely different. Yeah, the, the remaster really does. Um, but no, I mean, one of the things I've done in the book is there's this four big sort of appendices at the end, one of which is all the compilations, one of which is all the live albums. Um, and, I, you know, I had hair before I started doing those bits, so I was really quite a trawl through some of those. So it's a funny that the, talk about that more, about the appetite for four albums. I mean, I mean, I don't think you need to sell a lot these days to make it profitable, do you? I, don't, I, don't, I think they're pretty cheap things to put out now. Albums. I mean, not vinyl so much, but a CD or... Uh, they don't cost much, do they? Well, but uh, that's not how bands make their money now, is it? No, I mean, it's, not at it's, all. It's, no. it's merchandise and stuff where you make your money. Um, and smart. you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone in here having having teenage kids who the notion of buying a record is. I think very... it's coming back. Actually, my my sons buy records now. Uh, buying vinyl to a certain extent because yeah. people are saying, yeah, yeah. but it's almost like a collector's thing. Yeah, and I have friends who don't have a record player who, who spend twenty five quid on these double vinyl reissues, which. I had a bloke who I worked with and he was he used to buy comics and the one thing you can't do is read them. Yeah. They go, you buy it, it goes in a plastic bag. It loses money the moment you turn the first page. I don't know if it's that the same with records. Yeah, I mean, I just think kids have sort of lost the, the concept, really. I, I, I find myself trying to explain them what a double A side was the other yeah. day, which they just meant not... Even my explanation what a double A side was, they meant nothing to <laughs> yeah, them. No, they, don't, yeah. they don't understand the, the whole well, notion I, of I it. I think the, the easy trap to fall is to fall into is to say it was better then and it's worse now, which is... is, is yeah. I mean, I'm not the person to say, but it's just different, isn't it? I mean, as to the, the big question as to why, you know, why people are still interested in Fall, why there's still a big pile of Fall books out on that yeah. table, why, you know, I felt the need to, to, to write a big book about the Fall. I mean, there's a million and one explanations, but it is, I guess it is, it is a, an incredible body of work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you might say there's some bits that people feel a bit um, uh, indispensable or, mm-hmm. or, or, or dispensable or otherwise, but it is an incredible body of work. And it's an important body of work. And I don't think there's much, certainly contemporary, that you can compare it with. No. Um, and the fact that it's still, you know, you still got a couple of Facebook groups of 7,000 people. You've yeah. still got people who are prepared to read and write blogs and all yeah. the rest of it. I think for me, one of the fascinating things is you can take, you can take a song from Grotesque, you can take a song from Unutterable, you can take a song from Remit. And even if you take the, the, the Mark's vocals out, there's something still indefinably fall-like about them, even though the three songs will sound yeah, completely true, different. That. It is true. And, and yeah. the fact that it's so difficult to pin down what that is is one of the things that's fascinating about the group. Yeah. About the group. And one of the interesting things is that there's a very small number of fall songs that don't sound like the fall. Yeah. Um, so you've got, for example, The Night, The Devil and Death, um, which you'd never guess probably was a fall song. Um, is it instrumental? It's instrumental. Uh, no, it's is got it, uh, Cassell Webb... Um, on it. Oh, yeah. right, okay. There is an instrumental yeah. version as well, right. but it's, right. it's got, got her, her vocal on it. Right. Um, I mean, the, the, you know, when you find out that the title is based on a, a fictional uh, novelization of Hermann Goering, then that's 
against the sound of the fictional novelisation. Yes, it's it's a book. It's, that's it's, a niche market. It's, it's it's fictional novelisation. I think it's Herman Goering. I think that's the right one. Um, so, which which I'm guessing is where Mark will get the title from because oh, he, like, he likes so, his yeah. World War Two. So he didn't. Films. The fictional novelisation isn't his fictional novelisation. No, somebody no, else. Somebody else wrote it. Is that's the title of the book? Well, how do you write a fictional novelisation? What, what does it exist? What is it? I think it's. I think it's based around the facts oh, okay. of his life up until when he was in whatever the Nuremberg trials and all. Ah, sorry. A novelization. Novelization. Yes. I thought you meant a fix. Fix. So the novelization didn't exist. I was thinking, well, that, what's that? that? That's a bit meta for me. That. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, <laughs> so we, we went a bit off the point. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going to tell you something now. That, go on. Go on. It was Craig who came up with that title. Ah. Yeah. Right, back, back to the publishers. <laughs> okay. Okay. You yeah. made a note of that. Ian. Uh, I think at one time the mark was struggling a little bit with the. Obviously the amount of stuff when one with the band, if there's four or five people writing the music, it's fairly easy, but you've got to come up with all the lyrics. And yeah. one time he did ask Craig for some help. Was that when Ed's Babe? That was yeah, Craig. so Ed's Babe and the Night of the Devil and Death right. were Craig. Yeah. Right, okay. And there's another B-side of that single that's Pumpkinhead Escapes. escapes. I've told, I think Cy says about Craig's, Craig's cat, cat, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Craig's cat was called Pumpkinhead. Well, they don't make a lot of sense otherwise, do <laughs> they? What's your cat called? Tiddles. What's the name of this song? Pumpkin. I did have a swelling. Oh, nice. Is that why it escaped? So it was ill, was it? No, it had, it had, well, it had a, no, I don't think so. It had a swelling, but and the, he used to call it pumpkin head. Right, okay. I mean, I think at 190,000... interesting to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think at 190,000 words, it's probably not an anecdote I need to add in that. No, one. no. Like no, Craig's cat swelling. No, um, no. There we go. Just, so, uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, that that's, for me, the uh, the appeal of the fall is, is, is that it's so hard to pin down what yeah. it is that makes all these songs sound like the same, even when they're completely different. Uh, because I didn't really listen to the, a lot of the stuff after me, but since we've been interviewing the ex-members, like, we have been listening Kieran, to and yeah. Kieran and... Yeah, and the, 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 it is, there is something there that... It's still the fall. Yeah, it's still sounds like the fall. With with Kieran and and Pete and Dave, you know, there, there is a very distinctive sound to that last lineup all the yeah. way through mm. that sort of, there's a very sort of surf rockabilly sort yeah, of thing yeah. running through it. But it still sounds very different. It doesn't sound like container drivers, does it? No. It's still a very different but, but, sound, but, it's, it's, but it's, it's in the tradition of yes. the fall is, is the thing, I guess. I mean, that was quite the trick, that, wasn't it, I think, for to do that, to, to sort of, you know, because... To play the Man United way for forty years and never football managers can't manage it. The, the, you change manager and the, the way you play the game goes yeah. off, goes down. As we know at the moment, it goes right bloody down. But um, to keep that sort of level, of, I, 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 although I would argue it was maybe a couple of years after yeah, ninety eight where they kind of lost the plot a bit. Understandably, would you not? Um, I mean, you can. I, for me, he's in the find... room. Man, he's in the room. Give you him could, a break. You could, you could, you could <laughs> I mean, I, you, can, you can you can find value in all of them, and it's the thing that you can you you. I think if you go on to, to I don't know a Beatles site or a Beach Boys site and something and propose these are the five best Beatles songs, you, yeah. you get argument about it. Yes, um, but whatever four song, whatever four album you put up, somebody will come and give a passionate defence of. Yeah, okay? and I'll give you a great example, which we were talking about earlier. Um, is that those of you've heard that I've done this Fall in Fives radio show where people do recordings and they they say what they're special. Four songers. So you did one about Frightened. I did, yeah. Uh, where you suggested that the last live version of that was because your your performance on it could never be topped. I think that that's right? why yeah? they stopped yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah I, think okay. that, I don't okay. think anybody would argue with that, would you? <laughs> um, well, that's quite interesting, wasn't it? Because it went back into the set, didn't it? Because yeah. hadn't Tony Friel been saying something about he'd written it? So yeah. Mark put it back in the set so he could stay in the middle of it. It's, if you slow this down, it's stepping stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So, um, so anyway, I, so I guess so. Say so yeah, you've done a recording. Uh, you know, uh, Mark's done one. Yeah. Some people have promised one and not done it okay, yet. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> just, He's just very saying. busy. <laughs> um, and yeah, and a lot of them have been not you know X members, been regular uh, full fans who've who've sent them in. Um, and one of the reasons, I, well, one of the reasons I mention it is is Dan has done one, and we'll yeah. come, probably come on to Dan later. But he oh, chose, definitely, he chose the the title track of Levitate, and okay. Levitate is his favourite full album. Um, what are you thinking of that, Steve? Is that good? Well, no, no, bad memories of that. For, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, as I go through the fall stuff, and, and you can, if you, if you look at an album, you think it, it, you're affected by who was in the band and the atmosphere in the band and the vibe and and the chemistry. And, and he wasn't, he wasn't there on that one, was it? Yeah. Mm. 
Right. Where was that? In, where was that in London? Was it? Aberdeen, wasn't it? Well, I mean, that, I mean, that's that's one of the things that's interesting about Levitate is you can almost hear the, the, the mm. that atmosphere in it. You know, you yeah. some like four and a half inch and the the chaos and intensity of it. It, it sounds like a, almost like a group sort of tearing itself apart. Yeah. Sorry, I'm turning very music journalist now. Doing it. No, no. Um, but to go back to people sending things in, I had one this morning arrived in the email. A guy off the full uh, forum sent one in, and his choice—and neither I know neither of you two even know this song—but it'll, it'll get a it'll get a few rice right smiles, I imagine, in the audience. But he's actually chosen oh, "Das Boat," um, which you know, never heard it. No, no, what, what, what one laugh for over hands. there? Was that Mike over there? And I, and I laugh at it. Yeah, okay. Uh, would you, do you want to have a go at describing "Das Boat," Mike? No. Yeah. It's off Reformation. <laughs> you can't call it a filler when it's 10 minutes long. So That's a lot, a lot, a lot of filler, yeah. yeah. So you get two and a half minutes of what sounds like Pink Floyd, floaty keyboard, Dave Gilmore solos, and yeah. it settles into this electronic pulse. And at various occasions, um, Mark sounds like he's sort of tapping wine glasses with pencils. Yeah. And him and Ellen at some point start going ee, 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 ee over and over again. And he mm-hmm. does this for 10 minutes. So mm-hmm. he's Is it a single? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, funnily enough, on, uh, on Spotify yeah. as soon as we get home. <laughs> <laughs> but I did see somebody um, um, propose the idea because the last song on Reformation is called Outro, which is simply 30 seconds of free pulse. It just goes duh, duh, duh. Right. Uh, according to the credits, it took five people to write that song, believe it or not. <laughs> um, but somebody did propose on the forum that we, that we all put it on repeat on Spotify, and that would make you loads of money. But I mean, not my meaning, would it? Well, no, we would make. Well, hey, so, I don't uh, suppose it makes You'd have to put money. a lot of repeats on, on Spotify to make anybody any, any Absolutely, kind of money. Yeah, point zero zero one eight pence or something mm-hmm. per play. It is, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's literally. The, the famous one is uh, David Crosby, who said, uh, I, but you know. My Spotify role is for last month or something like five hundred quid. You know, I mean, these Crosby stills are natural, yeah. and the birds. So I think I think he's getting a few more listens in the fall. I would imagine, but. possibly, yeah. yeah. Anyway, the, I guess the point is, is that even that, which I think ninety nine percent of full fans would say is a bit rubbish, yeah. Um, even that has its passionate defender. Well, well one of the things I've talked about before is I think whether it's good or whether it's bad kind of becomes irrelevant otherwise. It's always interesting in the fall. Yeah. And I think I think you get to a certain point with the man where interest in Trump's good or bad. Because good or bad's completely subjective anyway, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, when I first did the Fall in Fives blog and some of the songs were either relatively new to me or I hadn't listened to in yeah. a long time, um, I was probably going back quite harsh on a, on a few of them that, that I didn't really get. But having gone through the, the whole blog and then the book uh, and listening to everything, there's actually now very few songs. That, that I can't find quite a lot of merit That's in. That's Stockholm Syndrome, though, isn't it? Yeah. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's, it that's clearly is. I mean, you, you've, you, need, you need a break. You need to go away and <laughs> sit on a beach for a few weeks, I think, and listen to Steps, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, Steps played here this weekend, I yeah, believe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, they, 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 that'd be a book, wouldn't it? You could go through every Steps song and talk about it. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the young lady who served us breakfast yesterday said that she'd been to see Steps. It was the sound of her childhood. Made me feel old. Jesus, that makes you feel old, yeah, doesn't it? Bloody yes. not, the sound, not the sound of my childhood. <laughs> so, what I was going to ask you is, so this all, this all sounds very bloggy. That's that's a bloggy kind of territory, that isn't it? Yeah. What gave it? What made you want to turn it into a book? Then, I think just the fact that thinking about the Simon Ford book going up to two thousand and one, right. this mm-hmm. great big gap. And whilst there weren't books, what, one of the things about that I've tried to draw out in the book is is a lot of the evidence and a lot of the character of the fall comes actually from the online community, which is a tremendously yeah. powerful thing. And I think it was in the sort of late nineties, Steve, you started to notice, didn't you, that um, when Mark was having some of his wayward performances, that people were picking up on this and he was having a, an influence on ticket sales. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a wealth of information out there. So whilst there are, there's no books and stuff about 2001 onwards, there's pages and pages and pages. There's the the, the yeah. people who went, the people who sat in the, Sat in the pub and waited. Yeah. The people who who were frustrated by a half hour set or got a brilliant one hour set. Mm-hmm. The people who who bought, who who posted about it, who did all the rest. You know, went what, on the what forum. What was said in between it. songs and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all there. there. It's yeah. all there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got the full dot Yes, every last mm-hmm. little bit of the in between changes to the lyrics. I mean, it's all there. Yeah. So they're as much a part of this book in some ways yeah. as, as the group oh. because yeah. it's, it's yeah. the story. It's not just the story of the fall. It's the story of the fall and the community. Yeah. And, you know, the people who've who've put things on. I'm seeing uh, Steve over there, and who has put, um, you know, uh, almost theatrical events, would you describe them as, Steve, as, as, as about the fall? Um, it, 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 
you know, it, it it's it's it is a community. Yeah, that's what it's mm. about. I mean, it's a slight. You know, you look at the, the the online forum now. Unsurprisingly, it's it's dwindled in numbers. Yeah. you know, because there's no gigs to talk yeah. about anymore. There's no new records to talk about other than dodgy Top live albums. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so I've tried to make that part of the sort of authority of the book that it's not just because it's based on. What Sai said, well, what, yeah, what you two well, said. Yeah, yeah, it's about the people Unfortunately, it is a good time to do it, I thought, because, well, there is no more. Yeah. And you can cover the lot. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's, it's a, we've talked about this before. It, the, whether it's easier to be a Fall fan now than it was, because there was, there was always an element that you could say something and be dismissed, if you know what I mean, or your opinion not being valid. People's idea of the Fall now yeah. is up to them. There is no canon, is there? There's no one to say... Yes, this is right and this this is wrong. It's all opinion now. Do you not think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Is that whatever album or song or whatever you choose, you'll you'll get somebody who decries it. I mean, you'll get yeah. people who say, you know, there's there's one of the most frequent posters um, on on the Fall Online forum, for example. I won't mention it by name, but reckons that Blindness is one of the worst songs the group ever did. You know, oh, that, that caused some controversy <laughs> in the audience. That one. It wasn't me. Even I, I like that. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, it's clearly not the worst. Well, no, I mean, no, we could be no, here for some no, time no, trying to work out what yeah, we think no, the worst yeah. fall song is. Yeah. Um, we tried to tie you down to that backstage. Oh, we're coming to that. No, we're coming to <laughs> what he thinks the worst fall no, is. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that at the end. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it was it was difficult um, transferring it from a blog. To a yes, that was quite they're, a, they're very different beasts, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at first I thought it was going to be, and, and, and Ian's had to be with me all the way through this, this process doing this. Obviously, he's he's just scratching um, his head here. Looking <laughs> at oh, um, this again. Um, at first I thought, because, you know, one of the things of the, the, the style of writing a blog is, for example, you put all the hyperlinks within the sentence. Yes. So people are interested in this interview, so they can click on it yeah. and go mm. to that interview. So you've got to take all that out. To yeah. with. Then you've got to decide, you know, how much of that do I then put as a footnote? Yeah. Um, and first version, Ian, how many footnotes did I have? Yes, <laughs> more than Paul. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, more than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yes, I discovered I was no because because yeah, I, I, I like the way you use footnotes. I tell you, else is very good. With Stuart Lee, brilliant. Mm. Well, I, I, brilliant I, I got a lot of my. But I think that's a different thing. It's not like see this for details. It's it's a really good way of having two different voices. I well, think. it's two books, isn't it? With him because yeah. it's, it's his actual stand-up transcribed yeah. and his commentary on it as yeah. a footnote. So. Yeah, I tried to do that. It didn't work. We had something like fourteen hundred footnotes in the book, so that that had to go. Um, but actually, it's a different voice. Yes. Um, and also, you're writing for like installments, so there's a certain amount of repetition, ironically, that you can you can get away with. Yes. Uh, so you might think, well, okay, um, I mentioned this person. I think I said who he was, you know, a, a couple of posts ago, but yeah. I'll put it in again. Yeah. Because you can't assume with a blog post that the person has read the last read one and the one before. Yeah. Whereas if you read the book. You know, yeah. you would expect. And overlap and repetition was another thing to get at. Yeah. Um, I mean, for those who've read um, the blog, it is it is very extensively revised and it's extended as well. And I was quite surprised by myself when I went back to some chapters. Need a lot of work. There was um, Full Heads Roll. I hadn't done nearly enough on that. and right. captured that well enough and looked at the lyrics well enough. A good album, so, though, so It is a good album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it, that was quite a difficult process. And it was... You know, I, I converted all the blogs into a Word document, tried editing them, and then I had to go through it all again, and then it's been to Ian and back twice since then. Um, so it's been, he, he's been he's quite not finished yet, he was telling me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make any plans for the next few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, but, but that, that, I mean, that's made me, I guess, fall in love with the whole subject matter all along because you've become so immersed in it. Right. And it's so well, I mean, that's interesting, that, because there's, that could have gone one or two ways, couldn't it? You could have said, oh, yeah, I'm oh, sick of it. I am yeah. sick to death of it. Yeah. Have, you, yeah. have you not got any burnout at all? You're not going to go home now unless, you know, get the, get the book back from the pool. Like, what are you going to do? I'll sit down I mean, and listen to a fallout. I, I don't just listen to the fall. No, There's I, lots I, of other I, things. One I, would I, hope I, not. I, yeah. I, I listen to. Well I, would, well, I would be twice divorced, I think, if that was the case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, no. Um, but no, but no, I never got burnt out with the, um, with, the, with the writing of it, really, which to me says something about the endlessly fascinating. Yeah. I mean, if I was writing about a band who had eight albums, possibly, yeah. but there's such a large and, you know, wildly diverse. Back catalogue. I say it's quite the body of work, isn't it? So mm-hmm. no, I've, I've I've not got got tired of it. Right. So, so what you're saying about what makes the fall capable of that? Then, what I mean, obviously, part of that is there's a lot of stuff, isn't? It? Yeah. So yeah. That, but then, so other bands have a lot of stuff out. But there's something about the fall that makes it capable of sustaining that much interest. And I don't, I'm not yeah. quite sure 
I'll watch yeah. the line words, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, my, my answer before that I said about, you know, the songs from different eras have that ineffably full thing yeah. about them without telling that's quite a good cop out that one because yeah. it's, the fact that I'm not answering the question is what's fascinating about the question. I always think that's quite quite a neat one, really. Um but interestingly, the, the guy who the Das Boat fan who emailed me this yeah, morning, yeah. he used a phrase in his in his little summary that he said the the fall are the vortex through which all ideas must pass. Now, I haven't decided yet. I only read that. So I haven't decided that whether that's incredibly meaningful or profound or just completely meaningless bullshit. So there's an interesting question in context of the fall, isn't it? But, uh, but, uh, but I think the whole point is, one of the things I love about the fall, is it brings people to write things like that. Yes. Um, and to think about things like that and to actually think yeah, I'm about I'm not so sure he thought about that before he wrote it down. That's something. Well, <laughs> he wouldn't well, have wrote it. Yeah, well, perhaps he'd listen to Das Boat too often. <laughs> so, so the, yeah. Just say that again. The fall is what? The fall is the vortex through which all ideas must pass. That's clearly not true, is it? That is- <laughs> well, if, if I'm going to be honest, I've been thinking about this morning. I'm not entirely sure what it means. No, no me neither. Well, it doesn't mean anything, does it? So, yeah, we yeah. could argue that because of that's what... Yeah, yeah. But-, but the fact that it can inspire that sort of thing, the fact yeah. that it can inspire um, books that just tell the story of my yeah. time in the fall or, or analysis of, of, of one album like you wrote... Or, or stuff like the, ext- the ex- ex- excavate, excavate book, yes. which which looks at it from all manner of different angles, which you know isn't everybody's cup of tea. But the fact that it it keeps on giving yes. in that way, you know, and yes, there are some artists who still go. I mean, my uh, my mate Chris, who I've been staying with this weekend, he still buys the music magazines, you know, Uncut and Mojo. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know it's the latest issue of Uncut. Was it, it as a track by track analysis of, of Revolver? Now, why anybody still need a track-by-track analysis of Revolver? I don't really know, to be honest. But well, I, I always think that, I was talking about this before. But- uh, Revolution in the Head, the book by yeah. Ian MacDonald, which is takes every record the Beatles made and goes through them. It's a very similar sort of uh, USB as yours, but I mean it's nothing like your book. But I think that I think that's such a good book. It kind of closed down the industry on that. I would have yeah. thought, yeah. but it hasn't. <laughs> it's really clearly hasn't. Yeah. But that's the thing with like Mojo. They put the Beatles on the front. They sell, they sell mm. three Absolutely. times as many copies. Absolutely. And of course, there was a recent one uh, which I'm sure some people in this room bought. Uh, an uncut collector special on the fall. Yeah. Um, and personally, I was a bit disappointed to see the last sort of quarter of the band's career done in a couple it's of... It's really uh, weird, that one. It's like bang, yeah, bang, bang. And then, ooh, I thought... I, I was off, wasn't it? Disappointed with that, really. Yeah. Um, like I say, it's, it's the fact that, you know, the Vortex thing, that it, that, it, that it still inspires people to think in that way. And, yeah. and it doesn't seem to exhaust people. It always seems to be a different angle to look at. I mean, it, it helps you've got the, the, the huge diversity in the music. Yeah. We've talked about the different areas. But then, of course, you've got the words yeah. as well. And I, and I know, I'm sure many of you here have been on the annotated fall and looked at the, um, um, the analysis of the lyrics that, well, his real name is Chris, but he goes, well, I don't know how to say his name. It's Buzz <laughs> Fidget, I was, I was saying. Uh, but, oh, yeah. And I got to know him quite well. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, you know he, he can spend a lifetime just picking the words. You can't. I mean, you get to a point, I think, it's hard to say where, exactly where it starts, but certainly from Erzatz GB onwards, where it isn't really about any sort of coherent meaning in words. It's about the sounds of his voice, and that he starts playing yeah. around with things. Well, he does that sort of homophones where you, you think he's saying one word, and he's saying another word, slightly similar sounding that means something completely different. I mean, how he how he's was fidget as how he sat down and tried transcribed. I know, I know. Yeah. how he sat down and transcribed everything from you know two thousand yeah. onwards because it, I mean you know some of it you really can't. I mean, parts of levitate you really can't work out going on and you know you get more and more of that as, as you go on so yeah so there's there's so much you can pull out of all the, the lyrics as well but do you think the lyrics got, that was the lyrics got better for that or worse for that or it's just different i suppose it is just different i mean you know you can't you can't compare some of the stuff on the last few albums with um i mean i find it fascinating but you can't compare it with something like new puritan you know around that time you yeah know, you know mark had just ideas mm. pouring out of him yeah and you listen i mean new puritan's a great example because it's this constant stream, isn't it? Yeah. Um, um, and it, it's almost like he can't get the words out in time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that that's fascinating. So I think you've got to look at it objectively in terms of lyrical content, in terms of extracting meaning and themes and, and all the rest of it. You, you can't compare the early 80s stuff to, to, to post-2000. But, it, it's, but, it's a, but, I mean, the other side of that would be that it's – Amazing that you found another way to do it, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Really? And and then the sound of particularly the last album um, and you know new facts emerge is I think a, a, a man who'd come come to terms with what his voice could and couldn't do. Yes. And to make an instrument out of it. And there's a lot of playing around with his voice. It zooms about between channels and all yeah. the rest of it on that album. Um, and you know there's the, even the the and again I don't know how to pronounce it. Or is it a command or I don't know. I never know how you say that one. 
don't um, know. No, no. <laughs> we could have a pole um, off the Where? Well, it yeah. sounds like he's recording it from a megaphone sort of three buildings away yeah. sort of thing, you know, and it's, it's almost like it is just, let's play around with the sound. Mm-hmm. That's not to say there aren't some fascinating lines within it, but, yeah. you know, I think you, 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 you have to give up at some point trying to extract any direct meaning. Not, not all the time. I and mean, if you could look at Sublingual Tablet, uh, there's Mark, Mark being grumpy about technology quite a lot. There's a lot uh, of that. There's, there's some quite straightforward stuff on well, there. I, I mean, don't know why Four Fonts invented the internet, didn't they? Uh, they yeah, were on there in 1984. 1982, I think. Yeah, yeah, we invented it. It's bizarre, <laughs> that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, there's not, there's not layers of hidden meaning behind Quit iPhone, for example. Um, that's fair. Which, that's which fair. is four minutes to put your bloody phone down, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, at least he had stopped calling it a portaphone by then, hadn't he? Yes, a portaphone, yeah. But, I mean, again, there's a tradition of that. I mean, there's turn that blooming blimey space invader yeah. off. You know? uh, yeah, but he told me to turn it on. It wasn't, it, but that was, that, you know, I, I hadn't switched it on without him knowing. It, it, that was set up, that, you know. I, honestly, it wasn't, I hadn't snuck it in and switched it on yeah. without him knowing. Yeah, but, yeah, there was that. He was looking for things to be annoyed about, which he, he did do very well. He yeah. did annoyed very well. I mean, which is... It sounds flippant, but it's not, I think. I think it, ranting, just for the sake of ranting, it's, it's, it comes dull very quickly. But if you can rant in that sort of laser precision of where he just rips things to pieces, quite an amazing talent. Yeah, and, and, and when he goes away from that, actually, it makes it, it, makes it particularly affecting. I yeah. mean, there's the, um, the song on Full Head Roll about Huntress Thompson, the title of which has completely gone out of my head. You want to... Midnight in Aspen, thank you. Thank you, Stephen Ian. Um, and you had to have a blank moment at some point. Um, I mean, that's a beautiful song. I mean, the imagery behind that, yeah. you know, about Hunter, Hunter yeah, Thompson's yeah, yeah. suicide and the, and the bullet travelling out and coming back again in the reprise. Yeah. And, you know, so when he does do that, it, 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 it I think, makes yeah, those yeah. songs even, even stronger. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Which is lovely. Um, but, yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, it's an effective thing to switch it off and not to switch it off, switch it on and switch it off again. Yeah. But that, that, we were talking about that, that what the fall could inspire. There's a, that level of detective we were talking about before, and uh, the, I don't know if anybody knows personally, or there's a guy called Danny No, who is yes. like the Inspector Clouseau of the fall. He'll find everything out. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's plenty of people here aware of, of Danny No and his work. I can we see, did actually work with him a couple of days ago. It's, yeah. it's, it's his birth- happy birthday, Danny No, if you're listening. Yes, yes, happy birthday, Danny. He texted me he this morning. To- he won't be listening. <laughs> <laughs> he's on a. Uh, well, he'll listen at some point. Yeah. He's on the podcast. Yeah. So. Oh, no, he's not interested. <laughs> he, he'll listen to every second of this. Yeah, I know he will. He'll yeah. correct about seven things that I've said. Yeah. And, slightly yeah. on, and that was 1981, I think you'll find. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, if, if, for any of you who don't know Danny, he's, he's, a, he's a librarian by trade and he uses his skills basically to. Investigate the ephemera of of, of yeah, all. Yeah. I mean, his most famous one was the the, um, the Doctor Box letter speech, where he discovered the you know the bit about the realm of um, realm of Pete Tong at the end. Yeah, um, so there's a- the realm of the essence of Tong. That's right. So he reads out from a magazine, uh, yeah. and some early versions actually. Um, I think people said at gigs he was actually reading it. Um, oh right, know, he had the magazine, did he? Um, and you know, for, uh, Dan spent virtually twenty years, I think. Trying to track down where this was. It turns out it's a Virgin Trains magazine called Hotline, um, which he had to do, I think, three trips to the British Library to actually find where it was. He did a, there's a podcast out there somewhere. He, he spends an hour talking about exactly how he, how he tracked it down. So that's his most famous one. Um, probably the best one that, that, in, that, that expresses Dan's uh, obsessive nature is there was, there was a question somewhere about how tall Mark was. Right. Mm. Um, and he took a photograph somewhere, taken somewhere around here, I think, somewhere. Um, and there was a, a signpost next to it, and Dan actually travelled to Manchester to measure the bricks. And That's try dedication. Come on. Exactly I mean, he lives in Los Angeles, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so his, his latest thing is he investigated, as you, as you know, Mark quite frequently mentioned that, um, well, there were two films allowed on the tour bus, weren't there? There was, there was Spinal Tap and Zulu. Uh, oh, and the yes. producers. Oh, the yeah. producers as well. Oh, yeah. All right. Have you made a note of that one as well, Ian? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Um, but those were two big favourites. Yeah, well. And he always claimed, didn't he, that he had a... a he had a relative that, that, that was shift, yeah. A yeah. shift. Well, Dan is now investigated to find out whether that's true. And finding out that when he goes through the military and historical record, there are quite a lot of Smiths, unfortunately. So, oh, well. enough, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had a relative at Rourke's Drift when the first bullet was fired. He was yeah. back in the Foresters when the second one was <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, another one, I mean, there's really obscure stuff. I mean, there's um, Hostile, which is a song uh, some of you will know from, from Light User Syndrome. Is all about some obscure Roman Catholic sect that I can't remember the name of, but he, he just discovered that. It was something to do with a, a pamphlet. Um, there's a line in Lie Dream of Casino Soul, which he thinks is taken from an advert for a, a robot 
shoplifting detective thing that was advertised in Titbits magazine in 1980. Wow. Oh. Yeah. <coughs> in the Paul on a moped as well? As well uh, yes, yes, he's, he's found the page of whatever it was that has Paul Yates on a moped. What song was that that's got Paul Yates on a moped? That's Alton Towers, I want to say. Of course. What else would it be called, a song yeah. about Paul Yates <laughs> on a moped? Alton <laughs> Towers, obviously. Yeah, so, I think it's that one. That, that might be one that Dan will correct me on. So what's maybe. interesting about that is he's not screaming. It's not just him. People actually are interested in what he finds out and probably not as interested as he is. But... Well, it's, it's, it's quite divisive. If you take the Fall Online Forum as an example, yeah. which, is, which, is a, which is an interesting and strange place. I don't know whether we've got many members of the Fall Online they're all at home. today. They're all at home on the keyboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that Pringle doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's divisive in that there are some people who think this is, it's nonsense. It's, it doesn't get to the bottom of the music and the lyrics yeah, yeah. and all the rest of it. But a lot of people love it and find it fascinating. I think they're kind of fascinated with the process that Dan goes through to do it. Yes. Um, and, you know, anybody who would make three trips to the British Library to find out which, well, I, which magazine Marky Smith took a paragraph from is, is you know, is either dedication or insanity, depending on which way it's you want a, to look There's at a it. bit of both in there, yeah, then, probably, I think, yes. probably. But, that, that, again, you're back to that thing. I don't think anybody's doing that. About the lyrics, the stars by Simply Red is. I don't think. So. I think may, maybe Bob Dylan. Maybe would you say would be? Oh somebody. yeah, I mean that's a huge industry, isn't it? Uh, it Dylan is. and the lyrics and so on. And that's. But the thing about Dylan, I mean, I'm not a huge. Of, I mean, I like Bob Dylan. I own a few Bob Dylan albums, but um, uh, you know, uh, I'm not an ob- obsessive by any means. I know there are lots. Of there isn't obsessives. room in your brain to be an obsessive Bob Dylan fan. No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, know, I mean, and I know that, and I know via Ian, because I know Root have published a few um, Bob Dylan books, and I believe there are, there are a few. Um, Dylan equivalent Danny knows out, out there um, yeah one in particular is it alright okay Danny yeah. yes he's got yeah but to me <laughs> um, but to me um, not, not to say that Dylan has produced lots of albums with some really good music on them but it's yeah. the, the balance towards the focus on the, being on the words is yes. much more so with, with Bob Dylan I would say would you not say that's true in the fall um, I think it varies I think there's people who, who love um you know, and that's why a lot of the, the cover versions are loved. I mean, a lot of them are not, but people, you know, bounced up and down to Mr. Pharmacist. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, I can hear the grass grow is always a pretty popular one. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, I, I just think the balance is slightly different because, I mean, Levitate, which you mentioned, Levitate is a weird and harsh and difficult album. And it's not just because of the words. It sounds weird and harsh and difficult. Well, who's, who was behind that then? Who would have made that? Why are some fall albums more difficult and harsh, do you reckon, then? Is, 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 is it, it a is point a, to make, you think, or? I don't think it helped on Levitate that the producers walked out after the first day and left us. Uh, that, yes. that, 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 that. Well, did they work yeah. out? Because Mark would say he dismissed them. Well, but, but then again... What, was, it, was, was, I, on, what do you reckon? Mm. Mm. And that, that wasn't yeah. the last time that happened because Fall Heads Roll, um, Ben Pritchard and that lot started in, in New York. Yeah. Um, and Mark couldn't get there for about a week, I think, no, 10 days, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And they got there and they'd recorded 10 songs, all complete, just went with the vocals to drop in and he said, White and we I think he did Here in the, that band in Germany, I think they went out to scope a studio, did some stuff thinking, oh, he's going to love this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> ah, yeah. Which, is, which is strange, isn't it? It's, uh, but the, the, the other thing that I think, you can criticise and you say it's counterproductive and it's not really fair on the people in the band, but then you look at it and you think, well, you look at the body of work and you think probably it was worth it in the end to do that. I mean, I think there was some shoddy behaviour, but you can't argue with the results, can you? You can't argue with the fact that he kept that band going for 40 years. I think that's quite no. the achievement, isn't it? It is, and I think it's always worth, men- always worth mentioning that, that, you know, it was, a, it was it's not to denigrate his, his passion for it, but it was a job for Mark, wasn't it? It was, yeah. it was his business. It was his line of work. Um, uh, but it was his life as well. It was his yeah, life. Yeah, so I would yeah, say yeah, it was yeah. his life more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But absolutely. But, but he still saw the full pro- getting an album out every year or all that. That was... That was well, I think, I think he saw that, that was what bands did. I think yeah. he thought that bands who go away for five years and contemplate the navel, they, weren't, they, they were the ones in the wrong, I think. Yeah, that's not what bands Men- do. Mentioning no names, but I didn't bring my nunchucks. Today. No, did you not? No, I'm sure. He's, I'm sure he's only having a laugh, the lad. But no, five years is a long time to go and it, it is. to not it be is. in a band. If you're no, in a band, isn't well, it? Well, I think what I'm getting at though that he felt responsible for um, making it work. You know yeah. that, it, that, it, that that you know that, that making business decisions and making making a profit, making sure it kept going, the machine kept, the wheels kept turning, all yeah. the rest of it. 
Um, and I think you've always sometimes got to look at it in, in that sort of light. And, and that's another fascinating thing about the Ford is the level of determination. I mean, I'm sure there's people in this room who've, who've listened to songs or gone to gigs and thought, you know, that's got to be the end. Yeah. If you look at, for example, you know, after, after you uh, and, and Tommy and Carl left, you know, there's a handful of gigs he did with, you know, um, uh, you know, just, just to, you know, all tape loops and all the rest of it. I mean, there was a number of people that thought, well, this has got to be mm. the yeah. end, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. and how many great no, albums got... have there been? You know, yeah. yeah. Well, you, I think you thought you might, that might have been it, did you? When you went, did you think he was, he was going to get it back together to the extent he did? No, I didn't, know. Well, you've got no, to give him that, haven't you? I mean, yeah. you've got yeah. to say, well. Yeah. No, just because of the fact that promoters weren't booking us and... Uh, that was a bit of a grim time, that wasn't mm. it? Well, I think a lot of people thought that things were coming to an end in that, that autumn tour you did in 96, where you were playing all of the, you know, yes. when Bricks had just come back mm-hmm. and you, you had played some, you know, Worthing and... Your favourite gig, wasn't it? That one, what was it? Worthing? Was that the worst one you did? Wor- yes, Worthing's the, the shoelaces one, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. As, as it's known. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were that, you were that. Somebody in the audience tied his shoelaces together. Yeah, and he toppled over backwards. Uh, yeah, mm. um, Worthing, Worthing Which is, well, hang on, well, let's say it's a bloody awful thing to do. That it is, it is, it is. Um, but I mean, you know, you, you've paid in. Yeah, and, and Worthing wouldn't wouldn't pay the band. I think. No, right no well, yeah, there, there was a lot of people asked for the money back. Yeah, yeah. So there's been points. Blame them. No. And I, th- I think that's another one of the fascinating things about the fall is this this mm. relentless refusal to give up. I think, yeah. and, and and just keep going, and and you know the how many you know it's a bit of a cliche when you look at the when you look at the reviews over the year, you know, oh, amazing, the best album since, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, everything seems to be the best album since, yeah, um, and you know, but people had him, you know, and and the group as a whole as as down and out, and you know, yeah, bouncing back. Well, I think that one of the ones I've, I've if you look, say Dexy's Midnight Runners and The Fall, similar age span, aren't they? They've both been going similar, maybe a couple of years either yeah. there. One one bloke who's been there all the way through, and you know various members. But Dexys have done five albums in that time. And what did he, what, how many did you say the Fall did? Fifty five was it? Well, the studio albums. The studio albums. Well, thirty two. Thirty two. But you say always say that the caveat is there are always some naysayers who will, I'm afraid say that Slate is not. Well, let's call let's call it thirty two and a half. Thirty two. Thirty two. I always go for. So, but but the five Dexys albums are. All brilliant, aren't they? Mm. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you like whether you like this, but I think they're, they're an astonishing body of work. But even given that, and you can't just say that he was waiting for the muse to hit him. He did a lot of hanging around Kevin Rowland and wasting his time. So, which is the better approach? I think. I think the, the idea is. I think Mark's idea was: if you're a band, you put an album out every year. If you don't put an album out every year, you're not a band. You know. Yeah, and I think he got increasingly frustrated with record companies moving away. Yeah, they don't want to yeah, do that. Want, it's too to much. Did yeah. you have, did you have we that? We had all that with Phonogram. Yeah, they didn't want us to do an album a year. So, uh, But, you know, it's not, it's not that difficult. 12 songs in a year. Yeah, it's only two each, isn't it? There's so many, yeah. three each, there's five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, not hard, is it? No. Well, well, which is... Which is mad. I think, has that not come back now, though? Because Spotify, you can put an album out every 10 minutes if you want now, can't you? People put songs out now, though, don't yeah, they? Yeah, which There's is no, a shame, isn't it? I mean, no. I know they get into this old fart thing of, I remember getting up and turning the record over. And Well, I think there's something to be said for the, an album as a body of work, isn't there? Uh, yes. I mean, you, you could argue it became a bit sort of fetishised by music journalists, particularly in the 70s. That yeah. It became the, the, the format above all that, that must be worshipped. And so on. Yeah. And I think, you know, if I look at my kids, for example, they... Don't they? They have songs that they like, you know, and if you, which even the album, even the artists that they they really really like, because they're into you know Fallout Boy, Panic at the Disco, and all that right, sort okay, of stuff. Uh, yeah, and they just have individual songs. They couldn't even tell you which albums they're on. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, that, well, I mean, that, again, it's it's the you know you built the pyramids without cranes, but it's not necessarily a good idea to go back and try and do it again. But no, no. Um, I think there is, I mean, there is something to be said to say that this is what. I mean, it's what the fall. You got it was like a sort of end of year report, or depending on where it came out. But this is what the fall have got to say this year. Yeah, and it starts with this track, and it ends with this track. And I think that's kind of lost a bit now. Do you not? Yeah, and I tell, tell something else that's, that's really interesting about going through the fall, going through the history. Is of course, um, you know, a lot of the rehearsal stuff that a lot of groups would have done in a rehearsal studio was done on the road, wasn't it? A lot of a lot of yeah. songs were developed yes. on yeah. the stage, and and that's a fascinating thing. If you listen to enough of the bootlegs that are out there, you can hear songs. Being developed and particularly later on, they often had different titles to begin with. And yeah, the way they evolved. I tell you what, though, I hate that. I hate that because as, as a Beatles fan, you you get Sergeant Pepper, you get Revolver, you get whatever. 
And I think they are diminished greatly by, you get um, anthology and you hear them doing... Take 17. takes of Mr. Benefit of Mr. Kite and you hear, you know, then this is when Ringo did that. I think it detracts me yeah. from the art, I think. I think it's a shame that you've got, you got to hear yeah, everything now. You've got to hear Paul McCartney clearing his throat and, you know... and. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not too much of that in the full reissues. You have got a bit. There's there's three different takes of Roush Rumble on one of the yeah. things, which which you don't particularly learn a great deal from. Well, I have no, to no. Say. But there's not there's not too much of that. Um, no, maybe not. But I mean, but is that because I the fall put everything out? Do you not think they didn't? Police? Well, of course, there's also the fascinating songs that that never appeared, like Surrogate Mirage, for example. Which if you put a gun to my head and said, "Well, how does Surrogate Mirage go?" I wouldn't be able to tell you. No, we only played no, it once. Is it only once? Played it once. Lester Polly, I think, something like that. Um, I'll take your word for that. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I can almost hear Dan noting down, no, it was Nottingham. But yeah, I, I've it. heard it, and, and it was a number of years ago. But the thing I remember about that song is it, it's not a noodle, is it? It's no, not and that's the weird jazz thing. Jazz or punk shit, or whatever that one was. It's, it's a song, <laughs> yeah, isn't which, it? Which sounds neither like jazz nor punk. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Or, or up, for that yeah. matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well, that's the uh-huh. because a lot of songs start life as the intro, don't they? And they used to, used to play them, and then they Good yes. evening, we are the full bit. Yeah. And then, then gradually get yeah. a few lyrics and so on. So um, so th- there's that aspect as well. But, yeah, some just disappeared. I mean, um, um, no, what's one I'm thinking? Words of Expectation. You know, that went on appeal section. I mean, New Puritan. Yeah, well, that's on Total's Turns, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's a strange version. Total's Turns, yeah. The appeal version's good, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, the appeal version's amazing. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> that's how I got the job. That that was the, the song that got me the job. Because okay. uh, they'd, they'd done it and... They'd never done it with drums. They did it in the bedroom, and then we rehearsed it at TJ Davidson's. Who's got a book out now, hasn't he? TJ Davidson. Yeah, yeah. And I put some drums to that, and that, I think that was what convinced Mark that I could actually pull my weight. So I've always yeah. had a soft spot for that. Okay. No, it's a great, great song. Yeah, but yeah, so there, is, so there isn't that much then. You don't think that's in the vaults? Um, I don't know whether there's much. I had heard there's a few outtakes from New Facts Emerge. Right. Loitering well, Grant always reckons he's got. Albums. Yeah, Grant, Grant has a, a has a better version of every album, doesn't he? Oh he does. yeah, yeah. <laughs> even the ones he didn't produce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the uh, well, Imperial Wax came out with his, yeah. his sort of take, which is interesting. They're, they're different. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they're neither better or worse. I think they're just right. interestingly different. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's also there's the tale of the long lost album that came before Real New Fall LP. Yeah. Um, when again, Ben Pritchard. Is that country on the click? Is it? Well, before that, they said they'd recorded a lot that he got rid of, and it was a great lost album. Oh, so this is the one, but, not the one that didn't come out. This is the one before the one that didn't. This come is the one out. that didn't come out before <laughs> the one that didn't come out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, and again, you know, that's as again. I mean, that's another fascinating thing is 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 hearing, um, comparing Mark's version of things with other people's versions of things, which yeah. is always quite an interesting one. I mean, the one I makes makes me laugh is that is the story of you know the the, the punch in the nightclub and. Oh, the rest of it, which which uh, which um, marks. So obviously your account, Steve, has got you all letting off steam. Down to rock the Casbah, mm-hmm. your, your jet lag sort of catching up with you, and Mark's not happy because oh, he thought the truth. game wasn't good. Yeah, well, yeah. I so, yeah. <laughs> but, but then you go in Renegade, <laughs> and apparently he rescued you from embarrassing yourself in a heavy metal disco dancing to smoke on the water. I think you okay. made the point. Who the hell has ever danced Dance to, to smoke, smoke on the water? water. Yeah, yeah. So and, and the, the I don't think I've ever been rescued by Mark from. For, not, not really a nice way to rescue you. Either slap you about the face. Yeah. Thanks for that, Mark. You've rescued me there. Thanks. So, it, so yeah, renegades and then entertaining reading places, and mm. but it gives an interesting perspective, if not always attached to reality. I love that book. I think it's great. It I, is, think, yeah. I think. Do you? I do. Yeah. I think. And this is going to be a ridiculously uh, pretentious okay. analogy, but it's a bit like looking at renegade for what actually went on. Is a bit like looking at St John's Gospel for historical facts about Jesus. Yes, I mean, that's probably slightly easier for you to say than Steve. He's not as rude about you as he is about Stephen. Well, it depends what you mean by rude. He doesn't mention me at all. Now, is that a form of rude? True, true. I've been completely airbrushed out of history. So you might call it rudeness. It might have been a kindness. He might have said, I can't pull that in. Doesn't he describe you as a free transfer or something like that in the book? I don't know. Oh, right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What was he called? A you? Free transfer, something like that. Uh, I can't remember, yeah, well, from, that from might, Rode, from That might have been. That might have been Carl. I, mean, I don't think he was that bad about me in that. Yeah. Was he? I, I thought he was, he was quite. You said you were quite loyal, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in a sense, being ignored may, may well be worse. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Well, on, on that bombshell, I think we're going to have to wrap up. We've reached our hour there, and uh, all the best with the book. Yes. Thank I'll you be very much. I'm fascinated to read the, the final uh, edition. I've, I've read the uh, the notes. 
tell been sent me. But so uh, good luck with it. And uh, if you'd yeah, like really. to thank Mr. Steve Pringle, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Old Brother. Episode 4 will be with you in two weeks. You can follow us on Twitter at Old Brother Show, at Hanley PA, and at Stephen Hanley 6 with a PH. You can subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or RSS, so you'll never have to miss an episode. For further reading on the fall, you might want to check out The Big Midweek and Have a Bleeding Guess, available from Root Publishers, where you'll also soon find you must get them all. Hope to see you again soon, and remember, if you're driving, take your car. Ta-da! <laughs>